Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This is Soccer 101 with Moon and Rocchio. Welcome back to Soccer 101, a little midweek uh, episode here. Uh, I am Moon. That is Matt Rocchio. And uh, we got we got some exciting stuff to, uh, to, to cover. Let's jump right into it. So la- last week, <laughs> I think while we were recording the episode, yep. and, or in between when we finished hitting record and, uh, and posted the episode, uh, we were talking about Joe Acchini probably going to Como, uh, was it 1907? Yeah, over, I think so over by Lake Como in Italy, and we were checking out the stadium, and we were like, holy cow, look at these views. You got the lake, you got the mountain, you got George Clooney looking out of his window watching your play. And uh, and sure enough, yes, Joe Acchini goes to uh, Como 1907. We wish him well. Um, I know, you know, I think it was like the next day or maybe that day that uh, the team was posting socials, uh, you know, just thanking Joe Acchini for all his hard work, all of his good um, uh, his his good play here. Obviously, he had a, had a Solid couple handfuls of goals last year made for some really exciting play. And that's I thought why he, I had, that's why I, I had to wear my Fiorentina jersey. Because yeah, next look at, year, look hopefully Como, Como 1907 gets promotion. They're playing in Serie A next year, um, and potentially against Fiorentina. From Florence, my parents got this when they went on a trip to Italy. So thank you to them. Yeah, uh, that's my a, first ever soccer jersey. Uh, other than my city jersey, my first ever European jersey, my first ever soccer jersey was a city jersey. I added this to it, so I thought if we're going to talk about Nico, I got to throw on the Fiorentina. Yeah, that's pretty sick, dude. And they have such a—they've always had such a cool purple, that's and that purple. that badge is so sick. Yes. Uh, Fiorentina's got got it going on. So it's come definitely- on, get Nico on the pitch. He didn't play his first game at Como, so get him on the pitch. Let's see, let's see some Syria for Nico next year. Yeah, dude, and and that's one of the things, man. And 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 maybe it's like a St. Louis thing. Maybe it's just like an old school sports thing. Like when, when somebody comes and you you kind of fall in love with them, or you like their play, or they fit well. Uh, in the town, in the team, in the city, whatever it is, and they go elsewhere, you kind of like you're, you're rooting for them as long as they're not, you know, going to the Cubs or going to, you know, the Patriots or somebody or for me, Liverpool. Um, I, I'm going to be rooting for anybody that comes through here. So I'm excited if if they do get uh, promoted and get into Syria. How cool is that for Joe Akini playing over there? Man, that's that's dream come true stuff. And uh, and hopefully he gets a, a ton of minutes, a ton of experience, especially up in that that upper echelon league and maybe comes back through the MLS. I'd love to see the guy again. Um, but, uh, you know, th- thanks for everything. Uh, Joe, Joe Akini. I know it was just a, a single season, but he made that first season. Absolutely. You know, he was, he was a big part of making that first season really exciting. He had exciting play dudes really fast needs to stay off the ground. Uh, you know, like maybe, maybe pop back up a little faster here and there for my taste. But, um, man, I love that guy. We had him on uh, soccer one one when Michelle was still co-hosting with me and he was a delight, man. What a wonderful, Oh, what a wonderful dude. 
great interview, uh, super personable, uh, speaks like 15 languages. Like what a catch, what a catch, man. Uh, he's insane. It, yeah, he's, he, he's fantastic. I, I, we're going to miss Nico, but you know, uh, they got some talent coming up and, and hopefully they can, uh, they can step up and uh, replace those 10 goals. Yeah. So let's move into r- real quick, just what, um, what we have that's not leaving. And that is coach Bradley Carnell. He has extended, I think it was announced yesterday. He has extended his uh, contract, which is lovely news. All things that we kind of expected. I mean, halfway through the season last year, it's like, okay, this is, this is our guy. Uh, he's going to be here for quite some time. He has agreed on a new contract extension. He was the 2023 uh, Siggy Schmidt coach of the year finalist in city SC's inaugural season. That's big. Here's a quote uh, from uh, Giuliani. It's uh, we're thrilled to be able to extend Bradley's contract and keep him and his family here with us in St. Louis. Now I don't know the details of how many years they've locked him. The reported details right now are 2025 through 20 through 2025. So it's a two year extension. Uh, and I, the way that Tom Timmerman of the Post-Dispatch explained it is that this year's contract, previous contract, will be replaced by this new contract. So it's essentially, I'm essentially, I guess, it's a three-year deal because okay. the terms replaced this year and then 2020, uh, or I guess, no, through 2025. So yeah, the first year replaces this year and the second year is through 2025 next year. So a two-year cool. extension for Carnell, that makes sense. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're tied to him now for a couple of years and he earned it. And yeah, I think it, it that's... makes sense. I mean, I mean, show him some, show him some, some, some love for what he for what he did that first season, and uh, you know, give him and Lutz and now Diego, you know, that 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 runway to continue building this club. Yeah, I think it. I think it all makes sense, and that's that's good for us, good for them. Um, also, uh, St. Louis City uh, uh, Two has announced that the club signed midfielder Juan Cousin to a new one-year MLS Next Pro contract with a club option for 2025. So he returns to the squad after making 28 appearances in the 23 regular season. Uh, so another another fellow that's uh, that's staying around. But um, what else do we got going on? We also it was, it, this was a big week for announcements. We had our first preseason match last week. We'll we'll, we'll catch up with that in a minute. Uh, single match tickets were announced that they will be available on February sixth. That's just a few days away. So if you don't have the season tickets and you're interested in single season, uh, or sorry, single match tickets, uh, make sure you're up on your link there. It's stlcitysc.com. That's exciting. What else we got, Rockio? Well, let's let's do this. I guess uh, you know, go by uh, the time chronologically, if you will, because they, they were in Florida and they had one friendly. They were supposed to have two, but we talked about the schedule change, so there was just one friendly. It ended up being a two-two tie with Nashville. Not a lot of things you're going to be able to pull from a friendly. And again, we I wasn't able able to watch the game either. Not a lot of people were. Um, you know, and if you were able to watch the game, that, that's fantastic. Let us know what you thought of what you saw. What I do know though is that uh, Celio Pompeii set up the first goal. For St. Louis City SC, which was later in the second half, they were down 2-0 um, early in the second after being down 1-0 at half. Vasilev scored the first goal on an assist from Celio Pompeu, and the second goal was an Adeneran goal on an assist from Nokvi Thorson. So, I mean, that, I, and I think the assisters are are big for me. In yeah, the for fact sure. That it's Celio Pompeu and Nokvi Thorson. And before we jump into this, I actually want to throw it to a guy you already talked about, Diego Gigliani. And Luch Fannensteel, who on Wednesday this week spoke to the media and going back to the Giochini sale, they got into kind of where the roster stands now with the Giochini sale, the fact that the European transfer windows are closing, what's going to happen with the roster, is it going to stay the way it is, or are we going to see some changes? Again, this is Lutz and Diego Gigliani, courtesy of the Post-Dispatch. I'm very happy with the squad we've got. We're very happy with squad. I mean, we we got the players in that we wanted in the position that we wanted, the positions that we wanted to reinforce. 
Uh, and with regards to uh, Nico's exit, which was unplanned, and that of course we're very proud of him and and think he's going to do great uh, in in Italy, and we wish him lots of success. Hopefully, a promotion so he can compete in Serie A. Um, but on that one specifically is the only case where we are considering more what is the best thing to do. And right now, the view is that we are happy with the squad that we've got. Uh, we will see, as Lutz said, we've got several months to go. Uh, we're always looking at the market. Uh, we've always got lists for every position. Uh, so we will. You see. know, I'm really glad to hear him say that. You know, unplanned. Like, I mean, he that was a that was a big part of of his sentence there. Unplanned exit for 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 Nico. And I think what allows that to happen is two guys that you just mentioned that you've been talking about since we've been seeing them on the field. And that's uh, Celio Pompeo and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Thorson. Like, dude, it, it, those have been your guys. You've been preaching on those dudes forever. And I think if Celio didn't have the back end of the season that he had and, and showed some of the confidence that he deserves um, the team to have in him, I don't think Nico, well, I don't think anybody's considering letting go of Nico, but I think because there's some depth and there was a lot of depth shown there, especially with speed up front, um, I think that's what made it much more comfortable and an option for 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 the sale. You're right because if you have a price tag on a player and a team comes in, let's say you have above that price tag, even if they're coming above the price tag, there's still a legitimate question of what can we do if we get rid of this player if we can't sign an we can't sign a new player and then you know the transfer windows are very odd. You know the fact is the European transfer windows are closed now but they could technically still buy from a European team, but European teams aren't really likely to sell right now because they can't then buy a different player because their window's already closed. Right. So it's a really weird thing. So that, so you never know when you're going to have players available. That's why Diego said we're always we're always looking available because there's there's different moves. So the, the there's this calculus of, sure, we can get more than the player's worth, but what happens when he's gone? And having a Celio Pompeo, like you said, that second half he had, where he went from being a guy who could break down a defender – to being a, a guy who could break down a defender and then make the crucial play after he beat the defender. That was yeah. the difference in his game from May to August. And you saw it, especially in the playoff game. And I think, you know, we, we've talked about, about you know, how the, this team can grow. And, you know, we're going to go to our second soundbite here because I really think this is important. You know, can this team evolve? Can this team grow? And how important are guys like Celio and, and Nookie Thorson? I want to talk more about those guys. But before we do, I want to go to this clip from uh, um, Thursday morning. Bradley Carnell, newly signed to his extension, joined CBS Sports Galazzo Morning Footy for their show to talk about kind of his goals for this next season. Yeah, I mean, if you have a look at the pathway that we've, you know, that we had over the last year and and building the foundation and, and ingraining your roots and, and what you believe in. And uh, yeah, to get that all going up and running. Um, yeah, our players said it best through the last couple of uh, months. Uh, you know, they were like, "Yeah, we we can grow on and we can step to that next level." Now, now it takes it's very easy to say, but it takes a lot to get to do it now. But the good thing is, the foundations are built. We have an amazing facility, so everything that we've tried and tested, what worked, what didn't work, and now we can continue to evolve and grow and continue to be good at what we're good at, but still, you know what defines us and and what can make us special and different that's what we stand for first and foremost is development of the community development of our people um you know players and staff and and uh, yeah getting the best product out on the field so uh, we've done so much in such a such a short span of time and then we're a very ambitious group we're very competitive and uh, i've seen it already on the on the pitch in the in the first few training days the big thing there for me moon is continue to involve and grow continue continue to be good at what we're good at, but but work on what defines us and makes us different. 
that evolve and grow is a big thing because he talked about earlier in the clip, they didn't have it on, on Twitter, but you can go back and listen to the full podcast interview for Morning Footy. It's a great interview with both Berkey and with Carnell. And he talked about, I have this system that I've been learning, you know, for so many years that I've been, you know, that I've been a student of. And we built that system and then we got new players and we got to said, okay, we got to make sure that we're changing the system and letting the system evolve with the players we're getting. And so having him acknowledge that, I think that's really important because again, he acknowledged it too. Breaking down the third in the final third set defenses was a problem. And that's how they're going to need to get better this season. And I think right out of the gate, he's showing that he's got the, he's got the mindset for it. And that's what they're attacking this year. And I just love that for Carnell right out of the gate. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, obviously we had the the coolest season ever uh, <laughs> or the second coolest season ever last year uh, with, with that inaugural season, but you know, all of us diehards uh, that have been excited about this team coming here and, and getting it developed have been have been really thinking about like the first two to five years. Uh, like, you know, not only are they they working with the players and the talents that they do have and really shaping uh, what type of game they want to play, but they're also like you know trying to develop all, all the all the world famous squads, all the just the, the 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 places that you're scared to go, no matter who is wearing the jersey, no matter who's on the field uh, at that particular season. Um, they all have like a soul, you know, like it may not be like, you know, as simple as some particular mantra or song, but they all have like a style of play. When you go here, you expect this. When you go here, you're up against this. And um, it's really exciting because, you know, from the get go, there was a lot of talk about how the style of the play is going to reflect the kind of the 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 soul of the city and and all these different things. And it's going to be exciting to see how they evolve and grow as 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 they mentioned. Um, you know, with the players that we have, with the players that are, are leaving and coming in, but also at the same time, finding that true, like St. Louis city identity. Um, that's, that's one of the most thrilling things for me to watch as things unfold. It just because I'm a nerd that wants to watch all the, uh, all the, you know, all the back <laughs> and office stuff. And that's, and, and, why, and that's why the evolution of the team is kind of so interesting to me too, because you bring in new players and, you know, we, we talked about it in the last episode, Thomas Totland, he's a big part of the bringing in the defense. But he's a guy who, according to the scouting reports, likes to, you know, get in on his off foot. You know, that's not really something we we really seen from this team. How does that work in this scheme? You know, how does a guy like Celio Pompeu, who who excels in one on one, maybe against a set defense, not necessarily when things are going crazy in this transition style. Obviously, he can excel there, but maybe you know he can. He's better than your average player against a set defense. How do you utilize him when maybe he's not your out and out? you know, best player at that position. And, you know, they keep talking about how he is really, uh, you know, he's a potential third attacker. You know, when we talked about who's going to be the backup from Giacchini, Pompeo was one name. Nokvi Thorson was another name. Lutz talked about, and this is a great job again by Tom Timmerman, the Post-Dispatch. Read all his articles. They're fantastic. Um, and 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 Lutz broke down about how, how Thorson's an attacker. You know, he's a striker. You know, he's, he's, that he, they're not thinking about him only as a winger. They're thinking about him as a winger because they have obviously some very strong, you know, two top talents in a Denneran and Klaus as a striker. But they're thinking about Thorson. And we talked about that last week. He's listed at 6'2. That tells me that, you know, if he's got, you know, that he's can play some striker. There's no doubt about that, especially if you're playing two and he's maybe your, you know, second striker, if you want to uh, call it that. So I really do think that the talent they have already is going to be able to replace Nico and Stroud. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You have Nokvi, you have Pompeu, Alm will eventually get involved. He's injured right now. You have Indy Vasilev, who continues to be an extremely underrated player in this roster, I think. 
And you have Tomas Ostrak, who, who we've talked about a lot. And so I really do think they have great attacking um, players. And I, I agree with Diego. I see why he's so happy with this roster, because a big part of this game is constantly being able to develop young players. And we saw that last year with a guy like AZ Jackson or, or Keel Watts. And I think you're going to see that this year with Noki Thorson and Seal Pompeyu. And I think it's going to make, make, make the attack even more deadly. Hey, soccer fans, let me tell you about Woods Basement Systems, the all-things basement tea experts. Right now, you can get a free estimate at moonloveswoods.com because spring is here, and that means rain and wet-soaked ground all around your house. If your basement has musty smells, damp walls, signs of mold or mildew, maybe even standing water in your basement after a rainstorm, you gotta call Woods today. Wet and leaky basements do not get better with time. They get better with Woods. Remember, I had that incredibly difficult front porch situation that looked bad and was a total safety hazard and Woods Basement Systems helped me fix that for good. Not only did they level the entire slab of concrete, but they installed piers to make sure that the job was done right for the long term. They can fix your settling driveways and so much more. The basement waterproofing, the foundation repair, egress windows. Go to moonloveswoods.com for a free estimate today. Don't wait any longer. Prevent further damage. Remember, the problems won't get better with time. They'll get better with Woods because the problem will be fixed forever. It's the all things basement tea experts at Woods Basement Systems. Get that free estimate at moonloveswoods.com. Yeah, man. Uh, I think we're going to need dis- distribution. We need distributors. I said that at the beginning of the last year and and right. uh, and all throughout the year. And I know, you know, we we, we had a couple. What, you, that's the big thing you you think they're lacking is distributors? No, no, no. I'm just saying I think that's a focus. That's, that's a focus that is going to be because we have some, so many t- attacking options. We do have, uh, you know, the, the tall fellers in the era. Dineron, obviously. I'm still. Dude, I'm just saying we need a solid midfield that's going to hold the ball when they need to hold the ball and distribute it like they 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 should. And we lost too many 50-50 balls in the midfield. Yeah. Um. In the long run, we we got lucky. The ball bounced our way, and, and a lot of times it didn't cost us. But that those those are the kind of things the unsung heroes in the midfield, the unsung distributors. Um, and, and a lot of these guys that you're talking about are, are scoring goals and we're looking to them for, for speed and, uh, and, and striking the ball. Uh, and they've been good, good with assists, Celio with his assists, you know, with limited minutes. And, uh, it's a big thing, but you, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? It's, we, we need the, the Michael Carrick, we need the Herrera, we need the Gerard, Gerard, we need the, uh, you know, that, that sort of player that, you know, you can't take the ball from. Uh, but they're going to be there with some goals here and there, but they're just a solid, solid distributor because Bradley Carnell laughs at possession time moon. Come on now. Yeah. It's not about possession. I'm not even talking about possession time, dude. I can play that game. I can play that. Let the other guys have the ball okay, sort of okay. thing. I like, and, and that's a, and that's a, that's a fancy thing to, to move around game to game, depending on how the uh, strategy of the other team is playing out on you. But like, you you know what I'm talking about, man. Like those those guys that you don't understand were like the linchpin of of the wins, uh, or the not losses, and, until they're gone. And then you go, oh my god, we 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 have to have that in there. And um, I'm not saying it's a weak point. I'm saying that like if 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 we shore that up and just have that super solid, dude, we are a phenomenal, phenomenally skilled team and it's, and it's going to gel. And like I said, man, I'm most excited for this season in particular to not only watch how they shape the body of the team, you know, the body on the field, but really the spirit of, of the club, the soul of the club and having to do both of those jobs at once is one heck of a hard job that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And Carnell and Lutz and everybody have done a freaking perfect job so far. And this is going to be the year where it starts to, 
become a bit more evident as to how they're melding the body of the squad and the spirit of the club. Is that is is that something you want the manager have in, in the sporting director or, or however you or director whatever you want to you know title these guys? Is that something you want them worrying about, or do, or do you just want them focusing on X's and O's on the field, hardcore scouting? I think I think that that's more that's more it of is an something. organic thing that I don't know if I don't know if you can. It is something I worry about. It's something that I think they should worry about. Yeah, to totally. You know why? Because you job, don't want. Isn't that the job of the fans and, and no, the dude. front office behind the guys? Those, dude, I don't listen those to me. guys. No, no, no. Down tactics. I, I understand that. Yeah, that's a huge part. But like some of the responsibility that goes into building the soul of a club for longevity. We are talking about Rams football here. Okay, like when they came, and it was, and it was within the first couple years, was everything was just incredible, and we had. Fans out the wazoo, man. We were supporting. No, but here's but here's the thing, though, Moon. I'm glad you said that, though. But what what broke that? Was it was it what was it that? bad coaching or no, was no. it a problem higher up? Uh, yeah, maybe higher up. But listen, like when they first came over, there was, I mean, it, was there a spirit of the club? Was there a spirit of the team no, and the community no, and all that together? There, it was just there, football, it was. and it was great football. And what happened after the great football wasn't there? People freaking left, dude. The worst thing that could happen for this club is it does so well in the first two seasons, doesn't build a really like you know meshing soul with with this community. And when things aren't great, because let's let's face it, like you this didn't is see how a mesh community work. last year. I I, I mean, they, they, I totally did. I'm not, I totally did. I'm not saying they, need, they can rest on their laurels at this point. I'm just saying, I'm saying last year, the, the Cornell worried about on the field and in the front office and people like Matt Seebeck and obviously Carolyn and Carolyn Kindle and all these people said, here's every resource possible. Make sure Perfect. this team, make sure we give the city every chance they can to love this team and this team, every chance they can to love this city. And I think they did that. And I think, I'm not saying they rest on their laurels. I'm saying if they do what they did last year, if it's the if it's a, if it's a similar amount of put output from them, yes, keep going, baby. You guys are killing it. Yes, I understand, and I totally agree with you. But we're all super drunk, dude. We're all super drunk on how badass opium, last baby. season was. <laughs> like, dude, we, we we are we we'll are we right. are dancing. Woo! <laughs> Life is great. Like, I mean, it is. And listen, I'm I'm all for it. It's freaking great. I'm not saying right. having an incredible season last year was a bad okay. thing for us. I'm just saying, you get as long as as long as. What I'm saying to answer your initial question is yes, I do think the very first coach. And the very first, uh, you know, GM or sporting director, or however you would like to view it, coming into a squad, especially building it in a town like this, where we are typically behind the times, we're a bit more old fashioned and we're a bit more like dug in with our home pride. I mean, look at us all. We're, we're all wearing like STL shirts like we bought them at the airport. We all, we, you know, like I've never been to a city where <laughs> I've right, seen people point. looking that's like fair. tourists yeah, in their own fair. town. And that is how this city is built. Like we're all, Let's be self-aware, St. Louis. Come on, man. I'm born and bred here, too. I love it. This is why I live here and I raise my kids here, because I love <laughs> it here. But let's admit who we are. And we're 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 unique folks. And that's why this is such an incredible, unique market. When it comes down to our TV personalities or our radio people or our 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 um our catchers that you know gave us 20 years of of incredible baseball and and the guy can't even relax for a year and a half down in his home country. And we want him back. We're all, we're, we're like, why get him back here? You know what I'm saying? Like we're very possessive. We're very intense, but if it's not built on something that's like truly weaved into like who representing who we are, 
we can lose interest. And I'm not saying we're going to do that. I'm not, and I don't even think that, I don't think that's really possible now. All I'm saying is to answer your question, is that on the shoulders of the first coach and the first, um, <clears throat> pardon me, sporting director? Yeah, I think it is. I, and I think they did a, a perfect job. I think, uh, the, the ownership group did a perfect job. I mean, dude, how, how cool is it that, that, you know, they're from St. Louis. It's a heck of a story with the, with the father and the cars and, and all this kind of stuff. Like, dude, it's amazing. And that's, and that's my thing. I, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to turn this into a different argument about something that happened seven years ago, but I, I do want to say that when we talk about St. Louis and the history of, of, of fandom here, um, and, and if you're going to use that as an example, this city will put up with a lot. I mean, the, the the base helped, and, and again, it's hard to it's hard to use that example because what happens if ninety nine doesn't happen? But still, St. Louis came out last year, and I think it would I think this city would be able to handle this team not being immediately great again. It would suck. I'm not saying I want it to happen. I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. they laid down such an incredible base, and the and the outreach from this team is so incredible. And I think St. Louis will show up pretty much no matter what, as long as they feel. Like the product they're getting is something that they should be paying for, and that yeah, is yeah, what—that's yeah. what happens with with bad teams when you get to bad and you get in situations where no one's going. Is when you don't feel like you're being valued as a customer because that's what you are in sports. We sometimes like to forget it, but you're a customer in a lot of ways. And I know soccer people hate looking at it that way, but that's that's the fact of the matter. That's why we put out team valuations. Why those rankings matter. Congratulations on City, by the way. You made you guys did fantastic. Um, and, and so I just think that, you know, I, I want, you know, the, the big thing for me is, you know, just they killed it. When we talk about every poll they had going into the season and, and, and every contingency plan, you know, we're talking about Thorison and that was a, that was a transfer that was made six months ago. That's going to pay off now. And, and, and it wasn't necessarily planned, but, you know, you make rainy day plans in a way and, and building and, and, and again, Working hard creates your own luck in, in, in a lot of ways. And I just think, I, again, I'm, I'm maybe, again, maybe I'm the one who's hot, too, too up on the hopium. I think maybe that's the case. Maybe I'm just too hopium. up on the hopium. <laughs> My thing is that that's a Chris Kerber term, by the way, and it's, it's very apt for blues right now. But but we're going to we're going to use it here because, um, uh, like you said, we're, we're, we're a little we're a little loosey goosey right now. But, you know, there's things to criticize, but I, I, I'm, I'm looking for them and I'm, and I'm having trouble finding them. Oh, yeah, they, dude, they're killing it. I'm not listen. First of all, I, I hope I didn't represent like. Uh, no, no. I, well, I, I hope did. I did. I hope I didn't display worry because I'm I'm tr I'm truly really not worried. I, I was, and and I'm not and I'm not a skeptic. I'm just um you know I'm cautionary. I'm 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 cautious. That's good. I'm cautious. But to to be honest, like I'm thrilled about everything that's happened, and I have total faith. I I I, I hope I didn't display any worry there. That's not not true worry. No, I need, just, I need to be pulled down a little bit, Moon. I mean, I, like you said, I'm a little. No, I'm not trying to. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not a pull down. No, I'm not a pull down guy. I'm a pump up guy. And what, what I'm saying is I was just answering your question on whether I think it's important no, that's, that's um, for, or if it's on the shoulders of the GM and the coach yeah. and all that kind of stuff about what product they're putting on the field. Because, dude, I'm a Manchester United guy and Sir Alex Ferguson is still is he's still my guy. And, yeah, and like just, and, it's interesting. And he represents or or I'm sorry, what he insisted on the, the field product being and the locker room product being. Um, still carries over into a squad that has been so far removed from him and, and success and all that in, in recent years, but it still represents, if you ask like United fans, like it's, it's the soul of the squad, even if they're not doing well, if they're playing that brand of football, 
we're happy. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and that's what we're expecting. And, I, and what, that's what I mean by like the soul of the squad. And that's interesting to me because I think it's, I think it's interesting that we, as you say correctly, I mean, you're not wrong. People impose like the geographical, the cultural, in, the culture in that geographical area, they impose it onto the sports teams. Yeah, and sure. it's, it's interesting. Like you say, it's weird when the things don't match up. Like it, it's, it's weird in my head to, if we're talking football, you know, American football, you know, it's weird if, if like the Pittsburgh Steelers started going five wide and throwing the ball every play, that would feel very odd. And then there's nothing against it. It's, it's, there's a lot of teams that do it, but man, it would feel kind of weird. And, and I kind of see what you're saying. You're not wrong, but it is kind of weird that we do that. And you're right. What can you, what kind of team can you build in St. Louis to where it will connect with the fans? And I think right out of the gate, the pressing strategy 100% did that. And and I wonder, and so I think you're right. The blue collar aspect is also something that also always needs to be there. I think it's why you hear people never never not talking about the Cardinal way or the yeah. fact that St. Louis never not doesn't not love a gritty gutty white guy playing second base. You know, there, there's just these things that just just work, and you're you're 100% right about it. Even if I find it a little odd, I can't yeah. explain it, and I don't disagree with it. I just think sometimes it's a little odd, but I'm never going to defeat it. I'm never going to win this argument. And I understand that. Yeah. And those days are kind of going out, you know, <laughs> the, the the business overall is just changing everything. Money is changing everything. You're not going to have, I mean, like, dude, you go back to, if you want to do ba- uh, basketball instead of football or baseball, it's uh, it's Lakers and Celtics, like that whole yeah. rivalry. It was like Boston, Celtic, grimy, yeah. blue collar against these LA people. Flash showtime. You know, you know what I'm or, saying? And or can you imagine the Pistons like winning a championship with like a dude, really like high flutin offense? It right, wouldn't that, work. That's what I'm saying. They were dirty, grimy, tattooed, crazy people. Like, like, you know, that's like that's and it was it was culture versus culture versus culture. And that's what made yeah, right. that era so cool. I know and I know that era's dead and and um but but we can at least like there's like the some like you know cornerstone principles of it that still apply and it's still pretty cool and I think we represented it pretty well last year. But I do think that that does share uh, the the burden on the shoulders of the people that are pulling the strings on who's on the field. You're absolutely right. Really quickly, I want to get back to uh, some of the football stuff because there were some great quotes that came out of the the, the interviews this week with the Carnell extension, with Lutz talking to the uh, media with uh, Diego. One of the big things we talked about them improving on the defensive side, and this really jumped out to me. This was from Lutz Fonestiel, yes, on Wednesday, talking about the defense and the moves they made over the over the offseason uh quote unquote we made an analysis towards the end of the season where we were pretty clear what areas we wanted to strengthen the squad where we want to get better where we see room for improvement and that was the major job over the whole break that's what we worked on so we got the three positions we had to have we filled them there's always other positions you'd like to have but you don't necessarily need them so for us it was the first focus on that and that was the important part of the window so we got the job done and now it's time to screen the market see what's happening we can certainly make three green ticks on that three major positions. Of course, he's talking about the two fullbacks they got and then Chris Durkin, the move for the center back in or the center midi in the trade. So like we just, we were talking about on the previous podcast, checking off with green ticks, exactly as Lutz put it. They did that with the defense. You've heard them pumping up Celio and Enochby Thorson. One thing I did want to pull from another great um, Tom Timmerman article, these, these quotes from Celio, because he understands that, you know, there's 4,000 minutes going out um, from Nico and Jared Stroud. So there's a lot of minutes there. How many can he step up and, and capture? His big thing, and I love this, was he said, my thing is to create plays. 
to score goals, create goals and assists. And you talked about how uh, the Brazilian, uh, that, that improvis- improvisational Brazilian thing that's just in him, he says, I think we're born with it. And, and you see that. And I, I love hearing those quotes from Celio and, 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 and watching him grow last year was really special. I know we talked about it at the beginning of the episode, but really I just want to get back to that because I think if you had a big question going in to the rest of training camp, it would be how are the fullbacks going to how are the fullbacks going to sink in and what's going to happen with the wing positions, the attacking forward positions, the position where Nico is no longer there. And I think Celio and Thorson right now are your answer to that second question. Dude, and you know, you brought up another thing. It's 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 the culture in the ball. It's the culture in in Brazilian football. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, or the culture in French football or or the the culture in Argentinian uh soccer. And it does matter and and I'm not saying the MLS should or could emulate the EPL or any of that kind of stuff. But if you think about some of those squads, some of those squads were legitimately built around a culture of, of, of the ball. And I'm saying like some of them were Brazilian heavy. Uh, Arsenal was French heavy for decades. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they played Frenchy ball. It, it was, yeah, it was Wenger's, right. it was Wenger's vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can't tell me that Klopp hasn't brought that German oh, God, ball to, yeah. to, I mean, to Liverpool. Like, not you know obviously there's not a lot of German uh, uh, cats over there but like there was still a lot of that. Mm, oh, he was uh, he was gegen know, pressing over and he was gegen pressing in England. That's 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 all you need to know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like it's culture ball, and I don't see why it couldn't happen at least in in you know some sort of tone here in uh, in the states in the league and in St. Louis. It's going to be interesting to see how that fits with. Um, I mean, you know, we played fast, creative ball, so maybe it is more of a Brazilian South American sort of sort of feel. I think it's still the. I think it's still a lot of German with a little sousson of of Brazilian flair in there from from Pompeu. And the other big thing is, is getting the you know because I because I really think I, I'm glad you brought up this 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 like you know bringing certain cultures to your team because I, I do want to point out something that's fascinating because in the articles Lutz was talking in his interview Lutz was talking about how you know they 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 like the summer transfer window better because of the European teams. Obviously, that's their big transfer window in the European. That's their day. That's their you know two months off. Um, there more. There's more players available, and teams are more willing to sell them. Okay, that jumps out to me as something so fascinating because let's go back a few years ago to when uh, Atlanta joins the MLS and they hit the ground running with what a lot of South American players. Yeah. Here's the thing. City has gotten a couple South American players. Obviously, a guy like Celio's, Celio's you know Brazilian. But here's the thing. The fact that City hit the ground running as an MLS team and has been pulling consistently from Europe, I just yeah, want to say right. that that's 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 impressive. Like the fact that Lutz is, and, and again, being Lutz Fonnerstiel and having so many connections across all the leagues he's played, and so many of them being European, you know, that's going to matter. But nonetheless, the fact that they came in right off the bat and now it's year two, and it's he's talking about like, well, we're not really going to do a lot of business in, in this window. We're talking about the summer window because we're dealing with Europe most. For the most right. Part. I'm yeah, saying yeah. we're not dealing with South America. And maybe I'm looking too much into this. But for me, I remember thinking when Atlanta did that, that when St. Louis got a team, that the best option was going to be to replicate that by going and picking up a bunch of Argentinians and Brazilians and, and you know, Ecuadorians and, and Uruguayans and, and playing upbeat soccer with a bunch of South American players because the values are a little bit off. You can get them for a little bit cheaper than you can the European players. And he just described Miami. Exactly. You're not, you're not, you're not wrong, but those are, those are big name South American players. I was thinking of, you know, the smaller ones like the Tiago Almeida is that, you know, that, that, right. right. Jose Martinez that Atlanta was going with. Um, 
And and they said, no, we're just gonna we're gonna pick we're gonna pick and choose. You know, at, you know the players we want from you know Germany and Belgium and you know a lot of Denmark. Danish guys and yeah, Denmark yeah, yeah. and Sweden and Iceland. And and honestly, you know, the, again, they're not pulling huge you know English or Spanish or French contracts. It's just interesting to me that instead of it being a pillaging of South America, it's been Northern Europe for the most part, and I'm down with it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, I. I... I'm sure I thought about that last year, but I really, uh, I kind of, I kind of lost that. <laughs> I kind of lost that reality, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it- with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Whoops. Conversation had to be cut off there because we had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties with the fancy cameras, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, That's okay. Let's uh, let's just wrap it up. We've had a great conversation for over a half hour now, and I got to go walk the dog. So um, let's let's talk about uh, preseason. We had that match on the 26th uh, with, uh, with Nashville. And then uh, we are moving to California, match three. Well, technically match three. L.A. Galaxy is February 3rd, uh, 3 p.m. You can stream that in the City app. Uh, I don't think there's any other way to really watch that, right? No, I mean, you can go you can go watch the game, but you, you can stream it on the City app. Just the app. Match four then is LAFC, uh, February 7th at the Coachella in- Invitational. And then uh, match five is New York Red Bulls, February 10th at the Coachella Invitational. Then they come on back on the 12th to St. Louis. And then what happens on the 15th there, Rocky? On the 15th, they have a closed-door friendly versus Louisville City. That's They're hosting that one. So, you know, maybe that one they're, they're doing their last kind of tune-ups before Houston comes in uh, just five days later. So, I mean, we're on it now. We're 19 days away. I'm pretty sure there is a way to stream – those matches for the Coachella Invitational uh, matches, I guess they're still calling them match four and five, even though it's match three and four. Um, so uh, February 7th and February 10th, LAFC and New York Red Bulls. I believe there's a way to stream those Coachella Invitational matches. Um, so if you can, do, because that'll be a lot of fun. Again, it's, it, this team's a lot of fun. It's very exciting. The new players are, are getting involved. And I think the bigger thing that we already talked about is some players who have been here for only a short time are going to be even more involved than they were at the end of the season. Dewey just got here. Uh, Carnell said, I think do your God here on Wednesday to for work with the team for the first time. So, I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of things are going to be getting tied in. A lot of things could change between now and when you actually see them in 19 days on February 20th, facing off against Houston. Hey, what does closed door friendly mean? No tickets sold? No tickets. And I believe no media. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're probably, again, you're probably your final tune up. You're probably your, your final match day 11 that you want to go against Houston. You don't want it to leak out in case you're, changing anything in case you're playing no Pete Dorison and they didn't see it coming. Maybe you're going to use that back five that you used in the preseason game or the friendly, I should say, because it's soccer. Um, by the way, the, they, back five, the back five thinks, I don't know if it's going to be real. It seemed like it might've just been a numbers thing. So they're playing a full, a full scrimmage and we'll hear the result later. Yeah. And it's Louisville city too. So, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know how much you can take away from it. All right, well, let's wrap that up. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to get back into the season. It is it is upon us. I mean, obviously, preseason play has already gone on. Um, we got a lot to talk about every single every single time we close up a podcast. 
we read two more articles that just uh, that just broke. So I'm sure there'll be more news, and we will catch you up next week on it. Thank you for joining us here at Soccer 101. It is a St. Louis City SC podcast with a couple of nerds that just freaking love sports and arguing with each other about the hopium <laughs> that we're all drunk on. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, I am Moon. That is Matt Rocchio. And uh, thanks for joining with us. And we will see you next time. Until then, it's a go! Go!